Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 30 of Real Nerd Hours, a podcast ostensibly about nerd culture. We talk about anime, video games, movies, music, and a little bit about life. If it's nerdy, we got it. I'm your host, Bushido Brown SD, and joining me today is... Denzel. Hello, Denzel. How are you today? I'm doing pretty well. I like the new I like the new shtick. Uh, yes, we're trying to take a more professional approach to the podcast. Oh, please, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're done with that. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to handle it. I wouldn't be able to handle it. I'm wearing shorts right now. If you ask me to dress the way that you're dressed, which is quite nice. Actually, yeah, I happen to be dressed up a little bit today. <laughs> God damn, I wouldn't be able to handle it. That's yeah, too much no. to ask from your I boy. Think, I don't think my throat could take much more of that. No, I'm saying <laughs> you got to practice by sucking dick. Yeah. Yeah. That's basically what I'm getting at. <laughs> uh, exploding jokes. Yeah. Uh, how are you? How was your weekend? Uh, you go to Comic-Con? I, I stopped by Comic-Con. I went to my brother, my brother and me. They did a couple of live shows at Comic-Con. That was basically the extent of what I did. Uh, for those not in the know, my brother, my brother and me is another podcast it's about three brothers from West Virginia that, uh, you know, they just make a bunch of goofs. It's one of the whitest podcasts out. It's actually pretty funny. Well, like, define one of the whitest. Because, <laughs> like, I I feel like there are definitely podcasts that are way whiter than whatever they talk about. There, I'm sure there's, like, a mayonnaise enthusiast podcast, <laughs> like, elevator enthusiast podcast, which Lotax had talked about on one of his podcasts. Yeah. And I think it's called uh, Murder the Internet. It's okay. Low Taxes Podcast. And then there are train enthusiasts, oh, man. washing machine enthusiasts. Yo, all right. Have you seen any of these videos? And all of those things <laughs> are fucking wonder bread white. Wonder bread. Okay, we're, it's, it's not to that level, but it's like really clean, really goofy humor. You know, it's, it's a oh, bunch it's a of... a family-friendly podcast. Not really, but it's still really clean and goofy humor. Like okay, they'll they'll curse a lot, but you know their jokes aren't offensive. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll have to check it out. No, yeah, it's actually pretty funny. I haven't listened to much of their recent stuff, but their their live show is f- fucking hilarious. Like those guys are, they have chemistry that can only be achieved by three brothers that's fair yeah that's fair (laughs) (laughs) we've been working on this material for 30 years oh shit oh shit yeah i'm surprised one of them didn't eat the other in the fetus like dr venture did to his brother oh man yeah that's a deep cut (laughs) (laughs) i mean then justin would be the most powerful of the mcelroys and you know one could say that he looks like he's eaten one of the other brothers already. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the writer Justin McElroy? The I can't remember what outlet he's with, but are any of them like yeah. video games writers? Yes, yes. So the eldest and youngest brother are both on Polygon. Oh, boo. Yeah. Okay, so they're trash. Right. I know you have shit taste now. <laughs> <laughs> no, they do some pretty good stuff. And uh, yeah, they, they all have other media outlets so they all have their own fame but they all kind of got started because of this podcast okay that's cool that's cool holy shit that's rad yeah did you end up venturing downtown at all last weekend no i didn't i avoid it like the plague yeah essentially kind of the way to go because uh, i mean if i don't have a badge i'm not gonna go that's first and foremost two if i don't have a shitload of money 
to go down to the dealer's hall and buy some shit, I'm not going to go. Yeah. And three, if I'm not willing to wait in line for any of the panels, which I'm not, I'm not going to go. All right. So that's three strikes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the thing is, the thing is about Comic-Con, which I really appreciate, is that it's more of a festival now than yeah. it is a convention. It just takes over downtown. All, basically all of it from end to end. You yeah. can't go anywhere without involving some sort of comic connery yeah even places that have no actual involvement in the con like there's a bar downtown where all of the wait staff will dress up in costumes and stuff and it's like well they're not actually doing anything for comic-con but but they might as well capitalize on it yeah exactly it's really cool it's a really cool thing to see yeah and I mean, the biggest issue, of course, and I know I've said this at some point, but the biggest problem that I have with Comic-Con is capitalism. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because some of these spots that are in downtown that have the shittiest food bump the prices by at least 100%. Oh, yeah. And it's like, dog, like your food's not that good. Your your pizza here at Ciro's Pizza (laughs) is not good enough for me to pay $7 for a slice. Yeah. When it's normally like three fifty four dollars, or this was this I'm was a, way back in the day. I'm on the when fence I was going. about three fifty. Here you are coming at me with seven dollars. Fuck out of here. I mean, I'm not I'm, just because it has spinach on it doesn't mean I'm paying seven dollars right. for it. And so, these were these were prices from way back when yeah. when I was still going. Yeah, and I had to emergency eat. You right. have to pull the chute and say, "All right, if I don't eat now, I'm probably just gonna pass out." It's not a good look. Let me sit. Let me sit somewhere with AC for a little bit. Oh man, I'm sweating like a fucking maniac. I think be between the lack of food, the heat, and the just congestion of people that's there, you are so likely to pass out during that weekend. If it's not the smell, that'll get you. Oh man, this is, it's this is not a joke. Like. The BO that's there is impossible to escape because it gets so fucking hot. Yeah, it's hot and, it, and it's stuffy too. Like yeah. if you're inside the dealer hall, the ventilation is pretty good because it's a huge building, but it's not good enough. No. Not for that many no, people. Not at all. And you, when you leave, you know how sometimes when you go drinking, you end up smelling like beer for the night. Yeah. You just smell like other people's BO. Yeah. And it's like, yo. I know I took a shower and I know that I've been like sitting down all day. Like even if you're working at a booth all day, right? You just smell like BO. You come home smelling like work. Yeah. And in this case, work is just nerd sweat. Yeah, exactly. The, I used to work at a, uh, Papa John's. Oh man. And I used to come home smelling like olives and pineapples. Yep. Yep. It was not fun. No, I, I had, I worked at subway for a bit and I would keep my clothes like I would I would change my shirt after work because the shirt would smell just like vinegar and bread. So I'd put the shirt into a bag, the same backpack every day. Once I was done working there, I hadn't used that backpack for months and I opened it up. The stuff was all out. It was empty, but I opened it up again and it just came wafting right back in my face, just like a blow of vinegar. I'm like, oh. Oh, this is terrible. This takes me back to all those late nights mopping up floors. <laughs> it's never fun. Ugh, it's never fun. With all that shit talking that I did about Comic-Con just a minute ago, I think I'm going to go next year. No word. Yeah. All right. There are plenty of women that I'd like to try to have sex with. Plenty. Yeah, 
because things are getting mainstream, this is one of the, the beautiful things about nerd culture becoming mainstream. Is that what, it means women are involved. <laughs> Hot women. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, who now you, cares if they have a genuine interest in it or not? No, yeah, who gives a fuck? They're, I mean, they're pretty. They're fun to look and, at. And they at least have a passing interest in it, so they won't look at you weird. The passing interest being the money that they can make. Well, hey, good enough. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to front on them for making their money. Yeah. You, if, if someone offered me a fat stack of cash to make to do a, a a radio show about country music by all means yeah i will put on a cowboy hat and saddle up to work every day yes yes absolutely absolutely i mean like look all this all this john this jawing out of the way me talking this cash shit about hot women being fun to look at just <laughs> you know what do yourself a favor don't say anything to them i and i see you out there you cats out here with your monstrous amount of likes on instagram yeah. i seen you yeah i fucking seen you and you got look we the feds now we the <laughs> fucking feds i'm out here snitching i'm singing like a fucking canary Watching God damn you. it! I'm gonna call you right the fuck out. Sorry, Al. I didn't intend. To, I didn't intend for it to go out like that. I just, <laughs> you know what? Your boy was off the soju and uzo last night, uh, and the power was out. Uh, oh, buddy! What better to do than to call out a friend, <laughs> right? It's fucking cold blooded. I'm sorry, Al. Damn. Mike, if you're listening, tell Al I said sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Oh shit! Yeah, for sure, gonna go. For sure, Sweet. because it's been it's been a solid ooh, seven years since I've been, maybe six, somewhere around there. I knew you I, at least showed up in 2011. Oh yeah, just to hang out with Harris. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a statement that hasn't aged well. <laughs> <laughs> we were drinking four locos, pre-band four locos. Oh man, uh, at the convention center in the middle of the night. It was a good time. Yeah. It yeah, was a good time. Can't find that. <laughs> 2011 was the last Comic-Con that I really enjoyed. And I, I feel kind of bad for you, Denzel, because you were kind of... You, you got the shit end of the stick on this one. But a friend and I managed to get into an IGN party. And they just had an open bar and models and... They were giving out T-shirts and sunglasses, and it was just fucking awesome. For some reason, we got in VIP and had no business being there, but we were in. And we managed to get a couple other people in. But when I tried to get Denzel in, they're like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I was big and black and probably wearing cargo shorts. I think that's exactly what it was, because yeah. the other people that got in were a couple of hot women. Yep. So, yep. yeah. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, like, look, this is that's not an atypical thing. You have to dress a certain way to get into certain places in certain areas in, in San Diego. San Diego is a predominantly white city. Yeah, so white and Latino, pretty much. Yeah, white and Latino. And you can find big portions of Filipino people in certain areas. Yeah. But outside of that, it, there's not like a huge black population here. It gets kind of fucky when you when you have to deal with going out. Oh, I never told my racist bar story. Oh, not yeah. even on the 20 to 20s, which you guys should listen to. Uh, Check it out on the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Real Nerd Hours. Yeah. So essentially... It was for Ash's birthday, like four or five years ago or something like that. Maybe three or four years ago, something mm -hmm. like that. 
And we went out to some area, I can't remember, in Los Angeles, where Ash had found a highly, highly rated bar at the top of a hotel. Oh, sweet. So they got hotel rooms at the hotel, and the plan was to go to this bar and drink all night rather than driving out to Diamond Bar for Banana Bay, if you've ever been. I love Banana Bay. I don't. I fucking hate that place. But we'll get into that some other time. <laughs> it's the same reasons why I hate Min Suk Chon. <laughs> oh, I feel that. Yeah. So Actually, I thought the food was pretty good. The, the Crying Tiger is really good. That's the only food item there that's good. The drinks are really well-priced, but not well-priced enough for me to leave here and drive there. It's quite a, tr- quite a trip. Yeah. But. Yep. Even even getting a motel room nearby. Yeah. It's, it, that's not worth it yeah, to no. me. Anyway. This bar that we go to, right? And we had been, I can't remember what exactly I'd been doing all day, but I drove out there and I was wearing, of course, what I always used to wear, basketball shorts and sneakers. Simple enough. Yeah. And a normal t-shirt. Yeah. And so I head up to this bar. Oh, prior to heading up to the bar, excuse me. I'm standing out on the corner of the street and I see Justin and Aisha approaching and I shout, Hey, and this kid, this kid was being loaded into his car by his mother. And I'm standing next to Clava, the smartest man in the world, as far as I'm concerned. And she says something in Mandarin and I don't know what it is. And Clava immediately berates her. Oh, immediately. And he turns to me and he was just like, well, she called you the N word in Mandarin. Damn. And because the kid asked, and this is no, no fault of the child. He says, mommy, is that man made of chocolate? And her response was, no, he's a nigger. Oh, yes. (laughs) Yeah. That's the proper way to handle that interaction. (laughs) Right. That's what you tell your kids, right? Yeah. No, no, that man's not made of chocolate. Here's a racial slur for you. No, keep this one under your head. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And little did I know that that was a sign of the night to come. Okay. So Clava, James and I, or Clava, James, James, Clava. So Clava, Justin and Aisha head up to the bar prior to me going up there. And I'm like struggling to find a parking spot. Essentially, I don't want to get my car towed. This is around the time that I had first gotten it. So I parked it on the street. I managed to get a parking spot on the street. So I head up a little bit later than everybody else. And I get to the door and the doorman is like, yo, I can't let you in. I was just like, huh? And he was just like, we have a dress code. And I start laughing and I begin to walk past him and he stops (laughs) me. He's like, no, I can't let you in. I'm serious. And he points to the dress code. And I'm like, what? This is the first time this has ever happened. And I was just like, oh, okay, this seems reasonable. I'm wearing basketball shorts. I'm not too upset about this. You're not exactly dressed to the nines here. Exactly. So I look at it and it says no baseball caps, no fitted caps, no snapbacks or anything like that. No tank tops. Okay. No sneakers. Like no, like no, like sneaker sneakers yeah yeah no sports jerseys and a few other things it's probably like no sandals or something yeah Yeah. so some some shit like that essentially and then i look at the the rules and then i look at the group of people that i'm with Mm -hmm. and nine of 13 of those people were in violation of the dress code like straight up and down i it's most people are wearing baseball caps straight up (laughs) like four or five people are wearing tank tops 
And there's a girl in there with basketball shorts on. Oh, all right. There are cats wearing sandals. There are people in sneakers. And I just look at him and I say, Ooh, man, I would air I would air out my entire group right now <laughs> and fuck up this man's birthday. But let me just go change. Yeah. And yeah. luckily, Boris had a pair of shorts in his car. So I just put on his shorts and I was just like, yeah, what the fuck is this? Like, how the fuck are they just going to point me out? Right. And then I remember earlier in the night when the old Chinese lady called me a racial slur on the street with no shame. <laughs> and then I said, oh, well. That'll do it. This makes sense. This this makes sense. This is like I understand the whole racism thing now. Yeah. As if I didn't understand it before. <laughs> this was it. Huh? This this oh boy. Oh man, this skin color really fucking me up here. Oh, drats. Damn it. it. Yeah, so that's I'm used to that sort of experience. So I don't typically go out super often. A lot of times at bars, something uncanny happens. I get cut off by bartenders super early in the night. Really? Yeah. I've gotten a PB maybe a total of six times in my life and I've been cut off maybe four of those times. That's, that's ridiculous. I've, yeah. I've never been cut off, but I also don't really drink heavy at bars. So I don't either. Yeah. I, at least these situations, because typically I drive myself to places. Right. So if anything such as a bartender cutting me the fuck off happens, I can just leave. Right. So I I went to a few spots for for friends shows. Like I have a friend who DJs. Mm -hmm. So he was DJing for a clothing release party at this bar in PB, which is now closed, I hope. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm ordering drinks from the bar fairly regularly. Like I'm I'm basically I tell the bartender ahead of time, like I'm paying for drinks for these people over here. All right. And I'm going up to the bar maybe like every 15 minutes, grabbing people drinks, grabbing drinks for the DJ. And like, I know he's been watching me hand these to people. Right. So I'm not out here drunk and stumbling around. And the third or fourth time I go up, he's like, that's it. You're cut off. And I'm like, yeah. I know you were watching me. Why am I cut off? He's like, you're cut off. No more. What the fuck? And just walks off. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck is this? This dude's fucking tripping. It's for real. So it, it's situations like that. Yeah, that, that, that's that ridiculous. Prevents me from doing things such as leaving in the middle of the night to go get drunk with people. That sort of thing, I'm sure, would be less likely to happen if I were to come in with a hot woman. Yeah. But most of my hot lady friends live in L.A. We got we got so, some attractive friends up there. Yeah. Yes, I do. <laughs> Shout out to all of you. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> You don't listen. They don't listen. I know. They're, they're, they're too hot to listen to this <laughs> <Right>. podcast. <laughs> they're just they're just sitting in a, what's it called? A hyperbaric time chamber? Oh, hyperbolic yes, time chamber? Yes, yes, mm. They're just floating in fucking whatever fluid is in there. And they just come out whenever there are parties. <laughs> they just... Suspend, suspended space just sitting there flawlessly. Exactly. Not that's listening. what they do. That's exactly what these hot women do. So Don't look it up. Don't look it up. This is, that's where they hide until Comic-Con comes around and there's a fucking open bar. There's a, Oh, going back to Comic-Con, actually. The last year that I went, I went to a Robert Rodriguez party. Uh-huh. And he had, hand, he had paintings by Frank Frazetta hanging up in a gallery. Cool. It was the illest shit. 
It was the illest shit that yeah. I've ever been to. Open bar and food. Dope. Free food. And you didn't have to tip anybody. This dude had, I don't even know what the fuck this is called because I'm such a broke ass plebeian. plebeian. <laughs> and it was just like a cut of cow. Just oh. like a, it was like a big piece of cow just like sitting and he was just cutting off slices for cats and it was tender. It was moist. It was delicious. And the guy at the bar who was doing the shots and drinks and shit, he would just, he would let us know. He was like, okay, well, this is everything that I can give you for free. If you want me to pour a stiff one, let me know. And we were just like Clark and I, of course, looked at each other and said, Stiff, please. Mm-hmm. And so basically, Pause. he would pour like a triple Damn. of vodka and just like a little bit of a spritz of whatever we were mixing it with or rum or whatever. Yeah. By the time we had left, I had, I had seen maybe like five or six celebrities or whatever. Shit. Just hanging out in there. And Clark and I were just fucking plastered talking to each other. We only to each other <laughs> the entire night. We went around and looked at art and that's it. And then we kept drinking, kept eating. It was a fucking good time. Sounds lit. It was fucking <laughs> sick, dude. It was so tight. Comic-Con parties are fucking dope. If you can get into a good like Comic-Con E3, like any big industry events, those shits is so cool. Yeah. Because you got mad celebrities just throwing way too much money. At like E3 parties, it's like, you know, you'll have a Sony exec that'll just throw on a party. He'll be sitting three floors up just judging everyone, watching everyone else have a good time. Yeah. And it's great. Yeah. A lot of the time when these people organize parties, they organize them so they can have fun. Yeah. And it's not. There was a big hullabaloo a while ago about an E3 party or something that had women dancing on tables and shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was just like, yo, like, I would do that. (laughs) I would do it because I want to have a good time. If I'm planning a party, I'm putting shit in there that I like. (laughs) I like women. If you, these women are making money. Right. I'm paying you a thousand bucks to be here and dance. God damn it. For four hours. You fucking dance for these four hours. And then you hop off and you go hand out drinks or whatever. You take your break. You go smoke a cigarette in the back. You come out here. You smell fresh. Don't smell like cigarettes. Just get back to dance and do whatever. Just be pretty and be at this party. And you know what? I'm sorry about the BO in advance. Right. (laughs) People people here are going to stink. Not everybody's got the opportunity to take a shower before they get here. But, you know, you do you. Yeah. As I hypothetically run this party in my mind. It's we'll get there eventually i don't you know what no i don't want to put on a party you don't want i'll put on a party i like that that is one thing that i'm not willing to do because there's a lot of liability involved yeah there's a lot i would more so i would hire someone who knows what they're doing because while i enjoy throwing parties actually arranging like a public event yeah, I don't want to do that. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah. I want it to be nice and exclusive with an open bar. I mean, by exclusive, That's, I mean secret. Right. Because you tell like five people and then 40 people are going to show up, especially it, at something like Comic-Con. Oh, def- oh man. Yeah. Comic-Con parties are ridiculous. What I, One thing I love about that type of party as well is that the staff, like the people working at whatever bar don't give a flying fuck about your event they're no. just they're just working the event so it's like oh are you on the list yeah whatever here's a, here's a drink ticket here's another one just because i like your shirt here's another drink ticket have fun and yeah 
you, you're good to go. Everyone's having a good time because yep. everyone's got way too many drink tickets now. Yep. Everybody's got drink tickets. My favorite parties are the ones that don't require drink tickets. Yeah, I have a straight up open bar. Yes. The world bar. is yours. My ears were fucking ringing over Comic-Con weekend with all the text messages that I was reading with my mind that say open bar here, open bar oh, there, man. open bar here. <laughs> that Next year, what I want to do specifically for Comic-Con is just go to parties and buy some shit. Yeah, that sounds fucking great. Yeah, get you some industry badges and like you just flash that at people be like oh excuse me sir I didn't know yeah yep that's what I that's what I want I don't know we'll see we'll see how the next year shakes up yeah because things are happening yeah we don't know what yet though but they're happening (laughs) and you're coming along for the ride yeah so as you probably have noticed at this point in the episode uh, there's no anime talk or movie talk today Mainly because neither Chet nor I saw anything over the weekend. Yep. I I saw the back of my eyelids for a good portion of this weekend. I mean, there were some trailers that came out. Oh, dog. That Infinity War trailer that leaked. I didn't actually watch the leak because I figured this looks like shit. I'd rather just watch the real quality thing. Dog, even even the low quality one is hype as fuck. That's what I keep hearing, which is kind of why I want to wait. <laughs> like everyone, like people who aren't on the Marvel train, like they saw that trailer and were like, fuck. <laughs> this looks dope. It looks dope as fuck. It really does. All right. It really does. You might have to just go watch it low quality. Yeah, you gotta find the right YouTube channel because yeah. they get taken down every day. Yeah, yeah. Like every every day there's like a new YouTube channel that pops up with the fucking stolen it, footage. This is Disney on the case. You best believe they're on it. Yeah. And every time every time it goes down the video will have had over like 300,000 views God already damn. and it'll it'll have been up for maybe 10 or 15 hours it's like yo it's fucking lit that trailer looks fucking tight I, or the movie looks the trailer is a good trailer it's a very good trailer all right but all that aside yeah all that aside <laughs> that justice league trailer came out didn't watch that one. It looks, I mean, it looks standard compared to the Infinity <laughs> War trailer. Damn, that Infinity War trailer is sick as fuck. Damn. And that new Thor Ragnarok trailer. That one's kind of cool. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. It looks, the it, thing, go ahead. It looks like it'll be better than the second one. It better be. If right. <laughs> All those fucking movies better be better than the last ones. Yeah. That's Pretty it. much. Yeah, Avengers 2 was disappointing. Thor 2 was pretty bad i feel like they were trying to do dark and gritty for thor yeah like they weren't willing to fully commit to it yeah a lot of that just didn't really come across like it it felt like it was trying to be more serious but then it was also like there was the the side girl who was in the new girl oh kat dennings yeah kat dennings because she became more popular of an actress she had more screen time but her character was like purely comic relief so that took away from some of the tone and it was really clear that they were only giving her this screen time because now she's more of an actress yeah she was on two broke girls yeah yeah she's yep totally have sex with her yo her nudes. <laughs> oh, did, did they leak yeah and she was <laughs> how many years ago oh, it was a while ago this was like 2012 something like that oh okay maybe a little bit later 
but her response to it was my favorite of any nude leak. She just tweeted, "Well, that happened. That's good. That's and that was good, it. Like, that's a know, good response. Yeah, yeah. No, no, getting all high and mighty about it. They were good nudes. It was only like two pictures. So, yeah, quality nudes." Can't front on that. I'm going to, as soon as I get svelte, what I'm going to do is start taking like really immaculate, complex nudes yes. when I send them out to people, women specifically, <laughs> 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 when I send these nudes out to chicks and I will know who got, who leaked what based on what is sent to them. Yeah. I know, I know of some women who, when they send out their nudes, or any anything even risque, they'll attach an emoji to it. So it's like, oh, this guy gets a high five. This other guy gets prayer hands. This other girl gets a flower, you know? Yeah. So yeah. it's like, oh, these leaked? This was you, you <laughs> son of a bitch. That's a good way of keeping track of it. It really is. My God. Here's here's a little safety tip for you guys at home. Don't Don't ever send out nudes. Like, if you don't want them to get out, because... Look, there have been many times when friends of mine have come to me with nudes of people that we both know. Yeah. And I've seen them and I'm like, Jesus Christ, (laughs) never send any nudes. (laughs) But hey, you looking good. Hey, I would never, never in a million fucking years let anybody that I've seen a nude of without their permission know that I've done so. And it's mainly because a it's a violation of privacy, and b that I can't I can't put my man's out there like that. Nah, I can't put my man's out there like that. That's too much. Even though we're the feds, we're not that fed. Yeah, yeah. That's fucked up. Yeah, see, let me. My my policy is, if that was sent to me, is for me, and I am I am like Gollum with my shit, like. No one. This is my precious. No one gets to see my shit. Because if if no one gets to see them, that means I get more. I mean, I understand that logic. Yeah, but that's that. That not, would be assuming that a word would get out. But you know, I mean, we we respect women in this house. Yeah, yeah, for the most part. Yeah, you know, unless <laughs> if you've done something to wrong me, then you get no respect from me. Yeah, now you're not None. a woman anymore, and now you just dirt yeah yep you you no longer qualify as a person you are gum on the road damn fuck yeah i don't know man just don't put your face in them if you're sending them yeah I, i've seen plenty of people do that where it's just you know neck down yep and i mean i i can recognize oh jesus this sounds so <laughs> scumbaggy but like some of the ones that i've seen in my early 20s like Yo, I know who that is based on the shape. Yeah. Like that body, unique. <laughs> so, and sometimes I was surprised when I would look at them. It's like, oh my God, that's a six pack. Right. Holy shit. Like, what are you doing in your free time, dog? Like, like, yeah. So it's like, oh, wow. Good work. Hey. Impressive. <laughs> All right. Madam. Shame we'll never have sex now. <laughs> and I definitely, on my old hard drives of my computer, I have every nude that I've ever been sent. Ever. <laughs> yeah. Ever. <laughs> yeah. And those shits are not getting deleted. Ever. Ever. Even if that hard drive dies, those nudes will survive. <laughs> Damn. They're like cockroaches. 
Yeah, they'll survive even a nuclear apocalypse. I will say that is one of my sc- more scummy policies where I'm I'm keeping them shits. Yeah, I, I have signed a pact to to delete anything received from from girlfriends, and I I I, I can't go back on that one. I don't. <laughs> I never make any packs ever. That that's, I, that was the one thing, but it, like anything that was received while single, and then I got a girlfriend. Oh no, them shits still there. Dog, I I'm telling you, every single one, up like <laughs> from the age of 18 and above. Because look, let's keep it 1,000. I'm not soliciting from anybody who's under the age of 18. Oh yeah, don't and do that. <laughs> on top of that, let me correct that statement because I'm not soliciting at all. Ever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> These are just sent to me. I never say what that booty do. And expect a picture, or hey, what the titties look like. You get some good results sometimes, you know. Just never snap ask. The cuff. Never, never ask. See, I always, always pose it as very uh, nonchalant, mm-hmm. just real. Oh, hey, I just got out the shower. Oh, pics, and like that's it. And you're like, if they don't say anything, if they just move along, like that's it. That's the end of it. And you know, they'll just laugh and move on. But sometimes there are two sides of my brain that work that are working on this conundrum, because on one side, I want to say, like, yo, if you're telling me that you just got out the shower and it's not germane to the conversation at all, you're trying to tell me something. That's kind of my stance on it. (laughs) It's like I don't do super well with subtext. As previously noted, and yeah. if you had listened to the Dick Show last week's episode, you would definitely understand that by now. <laughs> but if you are telling me, like, if you send me a text message out of the blue, hey, just got out the shower, what you doing? Yeah. Or uh, what's the acronym? WYD. Yeah, WYD. I'm saying, I'm hey. sending pics back. Hey. I'm sending pics. <laughs> I will burn that friendship to the ground. It has never gotten in the way of a friendship. If anyone has even implied that they were uncomfortable with me, like flirting with them, or even joking about it, because I mean, most of the time it's very clear that I'm just being very off the cuff with this whole thing. But yeah, if they, if they express any form of discomfort, I'm not like, it just stops right there. Like it's it's done. That's fair. But until that happens, (laughs) <laughs> you gotta tell me you gotta like if i'm flirting extra hard like i'm like i do sometimes with certain people you gotta just tell me if it's yeah. too much yeah if, if i'm putting it on too thick i'll just say all right my bad my bad yeah. that, I mean, we'll, stop. we'll just stop i've been we'll on stop. both sides of it you know and nothing we're still friends we're cool fair but what that booty do for real (laughs) (laughs) how about you sit it on my face yeah you know i'm just saying i mean let's find out let me find out what it tasting like Mm. huh shout out to the yin yang twins yeah shout out to french montana uh i really want to see valerian i heard that movie was mediocre as fuck but it was beautiful. That's what, that's what I'm trying to find out. Aesthetics, yeah. baby. Aesthetics. Yep. All aesthetics. So hopefully next week I'll come through with a review of, or a really shitty review of <laughs> Valerian. Yeah, I kind of want to see it for that exact reason. Like, just based on the trailer and that it's, you know, based on a YA novel, you know, I figured it would be pretty much a one-dimensional story that is kind of whatever. 
but it looked gorgeous. That is the key part for me right there. I just need to find out what it's looking like, what yeah. that booty do, yeah. but in film it's speak. Like, it's like a trophy wife in movie form. <laughs> just like all the Transformers movies. Yeah, completely devoid of personality, <laughs> but very pretty. <laughs> oh, shit. So here's some news items. What you got? Because of, because of the lack of anime and movie and music talk, we got news items. All right, what you got? So hit me. MS Paint. MS Paint was being discontinued. Yeah, Microsoft was like, "Man, no one use that shit. Get out of here. We're done with it." And then Chet informed me that <laughs> everyone got real mad at them saying that. They're like, "This has been an institution for 32 years. MS Paint has been along alive longer than I have, and you're just gonna cull it like that? Fuck you, Microsoft. Fuck you." And they're like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Didn't know you felt that way. We're sorry. We'll continue." Yeah, fucking crazy. It, like not even a day later. Not they, even a just, day. Hey, we're take we're getting rid of it. Whoa, sorry, we're taking that back. Paint 3D is garbage. Ugh. Paint is is it's also garbage, but it's familiar garbage. Yeah, you know, it's 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 been around for so long. We everyone knows it's bad. It's like <laughs> that's kind of the point of it now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Making really shitty art pieces yeah. in MS Paint. God damn. How will our kids get these jokes that we make about 9,000 hours spent in MS Paint? <laughs> they don't get them now. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that like Photoshop? Is like, it GIMP? I don't get that. Can, can you clear that up for me? I don't, yeah. I'm not understanding Why? what you're saying. 9,000 hours? That's like, how long is that? Like a month? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. The next news item. What you got? Some some women out in Portugal. <sighs> they decided that since they're such big fans of Keijo, that they would try out the sport in real life. What does it take to start a war? Dog, <laughs> I've been... Donald Trump hasn't done it yet, so I assume it's pretty fucking hard. <sighs> yeah, man. I mean, just, just a couple of bombs. Just a couple, a couple. <laughs> to these, and I, I don't think it's like a full blown like a, a bunch of people are doing it. I think it was just like four or five girls got yeah, together. Yeah, it, it, it sounds like you know one of them college Hogwarts leagues. Oh, like uh, Quidditch leagues. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, hey, sorry, this my nerd cred for Harry Potter just out the window. <laughs> I mean, whoops, <laughs> understandable. Yeah, Quidditch. Yeah, it, it's like one of those, just real homebrew, but. I don't know. It, it makes for a funny headline. Yeah, it does. So, I think it's being a bit blown out of proportion. Probably. But the girls aren't that attractive either. So so they probably wouldn't be very good at it. Yeah. Like clearly, as shown by the anime, you got to be stacked. Yeah. And then you got to queef in other girls' faces. Yeah, that's how it works. Yep. Yeah. <sighs> I'm kind of curious about the logistics of actually playing that. Like, because it requires a platform on water, like that would have to be a pretty solid raft that you're on and that's not the cheapest or easiest thing to come by i think what they did was you know like the big foam noodles yeah like they just bought a bunch maybe or one really large one or one big like empty pvc thing and made a circle and put a platform on it Mm. and it's yeah 
Yeah, yeah. Okay, I could see that working if it was, you know, something raised. Yeah, it's definitely, it's off of the water by, like, maybe two feet. Okay. It's nothing nothing crazy. It's not like the small anime platforms or yeah, anything no, like those that. Yeah, those are ridiculous. I, I could see the game being kind of fun, but not, like, straight up boobs and butts. If it was, hey, you have to push off your opponent without using your hands or, like, without using your arms off of this platform into the water. It, you know, it could be kind of fun, but not a sport. Not a sport. It would. It seems like it would be something on what something that one obstacle course show like whiplash wipeout. Yeah, yeah. There I can see go. it being like a summer camp activity. Yeah, definitely. You know, but not an actual ESPN sport. No, unless no way. they get super desperate. <laughs> I don't think the Ocho is looking for anything yeah, either. They're still they're still busy <laughs> trying to make high ally a thing. Oh. High Lie. Ha! High Lie was fucking banging out in the 80s, <laughs> yeah. dog. Holy shit. I think the reason why it actually stopped being done on live television is one too many people died. Yeah, that sport's dangerous as shit. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. And apparently they that ball can reach up to 200 miles an hour. Yeah, that's why it's so dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> like, goddamn. If you get hit in the head with that, regardless of what you're wearing on your head. Yeah, no, I mean... Yeah, okay, it won't maybe it won't crack your skull, but it might give you the worst case of whiplash. Oh yeah. It might break your fucking neck. Yeah. If you get hit in the body with it, oh, holy shit. You take out like six ribs just in one shot. Yeah, know? it could rupture internal organs and shit. Yeah. Holy fuck. That doesn't sound like a good time at all. Yeah. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, moving forward. I have something that I want to talk about. What you got on your chest, man? Let it One all of out. the things that's been fucking killing me. Let it all out. The traditional media shitting on new media. Oh, that's that's been since literally forever. Yeah, I mean, but at this point, it's gotten to the point where some people in new media have larger followings than people in the old traditional media. And... When you hear some guy on some dog shit radio show talking cash shit about a streamer, it's like, yo, dog, I can guarantee you over a sustained period of time, this person has more engagement, more listeners than you will ever have. It's so weird to see somebody in old, older traditional media kind of try and shit on new media in that fashion, especially if it's somebody coming off the fucking radio. Yeah, you got like AM talk radio pundits just like, oh yeah, so this guy, a little pewdie pie, PewDiePie, is that what it's called? Whatever, my grandkids listen to him. So anyway, this joker on uh, the, the the YouTube, apparently making way too much money. Yeah, you know, like that yeah. kind of shit. Like, dog, you know your media, your form of media is dying. You know this. And you should also be acutely aware that people were giving your outlet the same level of shit not even 100 years ago. Like, yeah, people yeah. were talking about how oh, the radio is melting our brains because we're spending too much time listening to it and not going outside. Or, and, oh, people before that, people are spending too much time reading books. Yeah, yeah, not <laughs> long enough working in the field. I, yeah, it's, it's... This argument has been made since forever. I, I, I saw a professor from... 
it must have been like 1300s or before, complaining about how his students were too reliant on paper and how paper is unreliable because it's, it's fragile as opposed to the mighty slate where you should be carrying around slate like a real historian. I feel like that's a meme. That can't be real. <laughs> I can't verify the validity of it, but I saw it. It looked legit and it's hilarious. So here I am repeating it. You oh. can quote me as a source now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Moving, moving even further than that, just based on what you said, one of the things that pisses me off more than anything is YouTube punditry. Oh man. I, we talked about it briefly in one of the previous episodes, the cringe cup episode, and probably after that. And again, after that, and now we're here again, people, I don't understand what exactly leads people to believe that they can trust what people on YouTube are saying without sources. You know what I mean? This is going beyond like YouTube people who are talking about movies and shit. This moves into areas where people are talking about politics, things that actually have consequence on planet earth and in America. It's really strange for people to take these people's opinion as fact because so many of them don't know shit about what they're talking about. And I know some of the appeal of some of these counterculture and, you know, really extreme people is that, oh, they're not the mainstream media. They're not paid to have opinions. Well, yes, they are. They absolutely are. Yes. And they're paid just to be either sensationalist or they're specifically paid by one party or like, you know, one one association. So they have no reason to even be factually correct. They, they could spin whatever facts, whatever way they want and just say whatever shit because they're beholden to effectively no one. Yeah, exactly. As long as they pander to their audience, they'll keep making money. And it, it fucking blows my mind because Sargon of Akkad is one of these people. And there's one that's coming up named um, No Bullshit, I think. Oh, and I don't think any of his videos are going to be monetizable based on the new YouTube platform or whatever, Mm. where advertisers get to choose what exactly is monetizable. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So based on the subject matter of your video, you could get money for it or you could not. I don't know. That doesn't that doesn't really matter to me, but they can make their money however they want. My my issue comes in when people are watching these cats and assuming that they can trust what they're saying just because this person has a track record for saying what they've said right and it's fucking insane to me it's absolutely insane to me like sargon of cod i've so i used to watch him pretty regularly like three four years ago Mm -hmm. because it was just funny to me he was just talking shit about things he was just he would pull up an article and talk shit about the article and then slowly after Gamergate happened yeah. and then a few things like he wasn't super popping before Gamergate I don't think but I like after that happened and like the whole SJW thing became popping I would listen to his videos and he would pull up an article and then I would go read the article and the way that he's presenting it is basically nitpicking just 
one or two sentences out of something and just making a huge deal about the way something is phrased and taking that at face value rather than taking something in the full context of what's being said there. It's fucking insane. I mean, that's the kind of mental gymnastics that you have to perform in order to be so hyper-partisan and so sensationalist. Like, yeah. Oh, uh, no, he's a liberal, or so he says. That's my... <laughs> oh, that is what kills me more than fucking anything. And I, w- I was actually just going to talk about this guy because there was this one dude. I, I have a friend from college who's hyper-conservative who, again, claims to be centrist, but he loves sharing this vi- some videos from this one guy. I forget his name, but he, he looks like a stoner, and that's basically all you need to know. And all of his all of his videos are basically like why this independent voter loves Donald Trump or why this independent voter thinks you shouldn't focus on this one bad thing that Donald Trump did. And if you notice a trend, all of his videos are pro Trump, but he's still like, oh, oh, but I'm an independent guys. No, no, I'm just an independent. But if you like watch the content of his videos, some of his stuff will be like, oh, so Donald Trump doesn't know policy. Forget about that. He's a great guy, though, right? And you're like, no, he should know his policy. Like, you can at least, as an independent, as you're claiming, you should be critical of what you can be critical about. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, you don't have to be pandering to the Trump base because you're claiming to be independent. No? No? Okay, whatever. Oh, Fuck you. Get your shit. money. <laughs> Dude, one of the things that pisses me off, at least recently on Twitter, is that some people are getting caught in the webs that they weave. Right. So one person will say like, oh, George Zimmerman did the right thing. He's a great guy. So on and so forth. He killed that thug or whatever. Yeah. And then the next thing they'll say is OJ is a fucking criminal. He killed her. So on and so forth. And it's just like, dog, what the fuck are you talking about? How the fuck? How the fuck can you even make that distinction? George Zimmerman got off because the the jury let him off. Yep. OJ got off because, because the, the jury, jury let him off. off. So what what exactly is the difference here? What exactly is the well. fucking problem? This is this is the most insane shit, man. And the, we don't talk about politics on here very often because a it requires a certain level of. Uh, willingness to fact check the things that you're talking about. Yeah. So you're 100% certain that you're not getting things wrong. We talk about we're the not, things. We're, we're not about to pull a John Tron. No, not at all. Not at all. It, I, for one, am incapable of pulling that. <laughs> I may I, say some. I ain't, yeah, we said some hot takes on here. Yeah. Nothing like that. <laughs> nothing, nothing that hot. And that's part of the reason why that, speaking of John Tron, that's part of the reason why I have issue with some of these YouTube pundits because I for sure guarantee he got that information from somebody like Sargon or one of those fucking cats that are on the fucking internet and it's just like dog what are you doing just do do your fucking Googles just look this shit up I looked somebody a while ago when this happened when the whole JonTron debacle happened somebody showed me that fucking screenshot of the little the little fucking um, 
the study the spreadsheet basically the cells involved in the spreadsheet where it says black people black wealthy people commit more crime than poor whites yeah and somebody linked that to me and i i looked at it and i immediately said like what the fuck is this this is literally just some cells on a (laughs) this anybody could have fucking made this in ms paint in ms paint nine thousand hours in ms paint And the, the thing that pisses me off is the person who sent it to me really fucking believed that to be the case. Yeah. They really believed it. Yeah. And it was so strange to me that somebody would be willing to just off the rip believe it. And it's what people don't seem to understand that is, is like there are two skills in life, two very important skills. One I mentioned on the dick show. The other I haven't talked about yet. One is shutting the fuck up. <laughs> good thing to do sometimes. Yes, exactly. You don't always have to answer a question. You don't always have to have input in something. You can just not say anything at all. That's a, that is a really great option like 90% of the time. You don't have to say shit to anyone unless if you're prompted and then you can respectfully decline. And the second thing is you don't always need to have an opinion about something. You don't. Yeah. You really don't. You really fucking don't. A friend of mine, same age as me, born in 1990. The OJ case was going on. Uh, what, 97. I think something like 95 then. to yeah. 97, somewhere okay, around yeah. there. Like he genuinely was convinced that OJ was guilty based on the television show. And I was just like, dog, you couldn't just sit and be entertained by it. You didn't need to form an opinion. We were both like five when that happened, dude. <laughs> we were we were children. There's no way that we'd be able to comprehend any of what was going on in that courtroom when they were televising it. Not at all. Yeah, the only thing I remember from that case was that his name came up a lot. Like I knew the name O.J. Simpson. I had no idea what was going on. Yeah, nobody. I had no fucking idea. And there were. You don't need to have an opinion about that. You don't need to. Like, let's say the Kardashians, for instance. You don't have to have an opinion about the Kardashians. Yeah, especially about like all the minutia that they get into. Yeah, like ultimately you can just sit and you can look at something and you say, I don't fucking care. I don't care. It's a great stance to take about a lot of things. Yeah. You know how exhausting it is getting mad about fucking everything? Yeah. Yeah. You don't Ugh. you don't need to have an opinion for fucking everything. You can just be entertained by something. You could take it for whatever the fuck you want it to be, but you don't need to develop an opinion. If you don't know something, you're better off saying you just don't know. Yeah. There's yeah. there are a lot of instances where I don't know something and I will just outright state I don't know. But sometimes I catch myself slipping and I give fake answers to things or like I try to guess at it. And that's yeah. not like for the podcast. That's not a bad thing. It doesn't like it's not because we're not talking about anything of consequence. Right. For the it, most part. Yeah. It's a, except for like in this instance, hey. and maybe like <laughs> 20 episodes ago. <laughs> so. All in all, the point that I want to get across is that you don't need to have an opinion for fucking everything. You don't. And also think about this. Think of the two, the two rules, the two tools I have just blessed upon thee. 
I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah, you know, we're, we're going to roll with it. <laughs> just think of it like this. You don't have to have an opinion. And even if you do, you're always free to shut the fuck up. You're always free. You don't need to have one. But in the event that you do, there should be, I, mean, I think I'm going to make a flow chart. Yeah. It's like, do you have an opinion? Yes. Do you, do you really need to share it? No. no. It's not even a flow chart. Up. Right. It's, not, it's just, yes, no. No. Shut That's exactly up. what it goes to. Yep. Fuck, man. It's. Yeah, man. It's a, it's a fucking lot. It's a lot to take in. I'm really irritated because this is the reason why I'm bringing this up, for instance, is I do have an opinion on this. And you know why? It's because people are in my mentions yeah. with unqualified fucking opinions trying to justify their dumbass beliefs i'm fully willing to accept funny hot takes in my mentions but do not ever fucking try to pass off some fringe political belief into my mentions ever ever if you if you're out here genuinely convinced that the earth is flat don't fucking tell me i don't (laughs) care i don't fucking care you're welcome to believe whatever you want if you want to jump off the edge that's all you man do you just leave me the fuck out of it I, I I have a friend from high school who's a flat earther. He told me this just totally randomly. Like it was a couple of years ago. He hits me up on Facebook. He's like, Hey, how you doing? I'm like, Oh, I'm doing good. You know, just working. He's like, yeah. Hey, uh, did you know that the earth may very well be flat? I'm like, I have reason to believe otherwise. Jeez. <laughs> oh, what a fucking tool. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, look, I, I don't know, but I'm willing to assume that, years decades worth of flights around the globe satellites existing the ability to make calls from a cell phone the pictures taken from the iss i'm willing to believe that all those are real and impossible to fabricate yeah it would be really really elaborate if it was a hoax yeah especially the portion with the cell phones yeah. How the fuck does that work? I mean, like, you, of course, have cell towers, but a lot of it has to do with satellites. Yeah, that's largely how this stuff works in the first place. GPS. It could work on a flat map, too. Think about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Google, Google Maps is flat. Mm. Google Maps is flat, dog. Got me uh, there. All right, you want to get into some questions? Let's get into some questions. All right, you can submit a question to our email at askrnh at gmail.com or you can go to the subreddit at realnerdhours.reddit.com and we will pull out your question and we'll read it. The only thing that Chet's ever pulled out of. Ha <laughs> <laughs> This first question comes from, I assume this is supposed to be Gingerbread Ninja Man or Gingerbread Ninja Man. I don't know if that's supposed to rhyme. Sorry, bud. Denzel, do you fuck with any mods for Civ 5? As in like community mods? No, but I do have all the expansions of up to Gods and Kings. If you have any good recommendations for mods for Civ 5, let me know. and We'll get to it. Or I'll get to it. I fucking love Civ, man. Civ is the shit. Civ is great. I got it when it was on sale a couple of months ago, and I played it like twice and never got around to playing it again. But it was really fun those two times I played it. 
one of the things that I run into regularly is when I play online with friends, it's always one more turn. Oh, yeah. One more turn. That was that was the issue. That's why I've only played it twice. Because, like, <laughs> I don't have, like, four hours to commit here, man. I once played Civ for 15 hours straight. Whew. Didn't eat. I drank. Water. Yeah, that's good. But I didn't. I did not eat anything. Damn. I just sat in front of my computer for 14 hours. And it's such a deceptively simple game. Like, you're not actually doing that much, but you're managing a lot. So, you know, it's just like, oh, oh, come on. I, just let me get my next research tree going. Come on. <laughs> exactly. Well, let me see if I get this next fucking great monument or whatever, Pantheon. Yeah. Or uh, Wonder. Come on. I, I just want to take over Athens real quick. Yeah. Let me, let me see how this war shakes out. Let me see if I need to move in on anybody. Yeah. That kind of shit. Yeah. Fucking A. Next question comes from Mortotem. Mortotem. Mortotems. Yeah. I watched the anime Excel Saga when I was in middle school and thought it was hilarious. I haven't watched it since. I'm afraid to re-realize how stupid I was. If anyone has seen it, was I just a dumbass or was it actually funny? I did watch this anime when I was in also middle school, yeah. And I mean I thought it was hilarious then too. I haven't rewatched that since then, but the same people who made it also did a movie called Puni Puni Poemi and it's basically Excel Saga turned up to 11 and I haven't rewatched the whole thing in a bit, but I saw clips from it and that was still really funny. So if you haven't seen Puni Puni Poemi, Check it out. And I'm going to say just take the plunge. See if Excel Saga is just trash now. I haven't gotten to it myself. I've never seen it. I don't watch comedy anime. <laughs> yeah, this definitely wouldn't be one for you. <laughs> Certainly not. Go Kenan asks, with the exception of Dogfish Head 60, 90, and 120 minute IPAs, I've never met an IPA that I liked. I'm not saying that as a, I recommend you go try this IPA and you too can be into IPAs because IPAs are trash across the board. Agreed. I'm merely stating that Dogfish Head makes a lot of quality stuff, even their IPAs. That said, what breweries do you guys associate with quality? Where can you walk up to the bar, ask what they got in tap, and they get that brewery's beer that you've never had it before, and before you touches your lips, you know that you fucks with it. We'll get to the second part in a second. I would say Modern Times is that for me. Yeah, Modern Times is pretty solid across the board. Yeah. Uh, there, for the most part, there are specific beers that I really fuck with, not breweries as a whole. But I want to say that for the most part, Modern Times has the most beers that I like on tap regularly I would, I, I would definitely put modern times up there i also really like belching beaver they have some some really cool interesting stuff they they also go really out of the box with it so you can get some some stinkers in there yeah you definitely can but that's because they're just way the fuck out there just trying everything i would say kind of the opposite of that would be like carl strauss where yeah most of their stuff is solid because they never take any risks yeah so yeah, well, I will give that to those. I would locals. say Ballast Point as well is consistently all right. Yeah, like but, a, but they 
rely heavily on their IPAs. Yeah. Fuck IPAs. <laughs> IPAs, I mean, look. I don't understand the fascination. I actually recently purchased my first brew beer at home kit. Oh, man. And your boy's about to brew a beer. And in about a month, we'll find out how it turns out. <laughs> because that's how long it takes. Uh, this will be the first time that I'm doing it by myself. Before I did it with my dad, we put too much primer into the final product and the bottles exploded. So Good I'm times. hoping that doesn't happen in my apartment Oof. or rather in the server room at my work because my apartment is too hot to keep beer in. Oh, well, and you can't refrigerate the fermenting beer water. Yeah. It's a little. Yep. Yeah. Can't do that. Nope. <laughs> but IPAs are trash. Fuck them forever. Don't at me. Yeah. And then Cocannon follows up with also Chet. What kind of MTG guy are you? Are you a red deck wins kind of player? Or do you like janky assemble the five pieces of Exodia to win once every 20 games kind of decks? I am literally both of those. I hate net decking, which is basically just finding a list of, hey, this this deck won this big tournament last week. Let me copy this exact fucking deck and I'll play it and win. I hate doing that, but when playing competitively, I like to flip flop between this is an actual legitimate competitive deck that I can go undefeated in tournaments with and no one has ever tried this because it's not good yet I'm still gonna win a couple of games with it kind of decks. I, I really like just doing both. I, especially when it comes to like small scale tournaments like FNMs, I'll bring the jankiest of jank. There was one deck I played that back in um, Return to Ravnica standard, it was Possibility Storm and Curse of Exhaustion combo, which basically said Possibility Storm made it so that you played random cards off the top of your deck. And then Curse of Exhaustion basically said, you don't get to play that card off of your rant. Your opponent doesn't get to play their card off the top of their deck. So when you assemble those two cards, Unless they have you beat on board, you win. But there's so many ways you can still lose, even if you get those two cards out. And it was it was super janky, but it was hilarious because no one knew what the fuck to do against it. But yeah, so I, I like doing both. <laughs> I've never played that. Is it fun? Would you recommend it? Or is it too late? Is the meta <sighs> too far beyond me? Well, I mean... So the beauty of Magic the Gathering the standard format is that it's always the newest cards. So like, even if you had some bullshit tier one deck two years ago, like you can't play those cards now, which also is kind of frustrating as a player. Cause it's like, Oh, I just invested all this money into this deck. I can't I'm play not it now. playing anymore. Then right. I have no interest in it anymore. If but, the, with that being the case, that's with standard. Then there's also modern and legacy. And there's a, new format that's being pushed by some players called frontier which is like an an updated modern but modern is basically everything after 2006 those are all playable and that has its own meta game and things get pretty crazy but you can also do a lot of janky shit there too my last modern deck was jeskai combo and no one fuck with that anymore i still did <laughs> i went like five and one at my last tournament holy shit that's really good <laughs> yeah 
Especially with such a dumbass deck. I have no ref- frame of reference for how dumb that is. It's basically... So, it used to be really good, but then they banned a couple of cards from it. And it made it, to many people, just not worth playing. But the list that I ran took another deck that got hosed, Storm, and combined those two ideas. So basically on turn four, if I have certain cards out, I can just kill you. Okay. But it kind of relies on a lot of things to go right. And the reason why no one fucked with it anymore was because it it's a lot more fragile. Like if your opponent says, mm, discard that card, then you're like, okay, I lost. <laughs> Okay, fair enough. So, you know, it's fragile, but you can win. You know, it's a fun deck to play. And it it actually takes some skill to pilot it because if you mess up your math, you lose. So they call players pilots. Uh, When it comes to certain decks, yeah. (laughs) Oh, geez. Oh, because it's the jet storm. Uh, No, but, you know. (laughs) Oh, geez. (laughs) Don't worry about it. (laughs) AKA nobody knows. I'm I'm speaking in a way so people know I'm legit. Oh, that's fair. Portuguese Charlie wants to know, what non-anime animated shows do you watch? I used to watch a few things. I used to watch Archer. I used to watch The Simpsons, Futurama. I never liked Bob's Burgers. I really fuck with Bob's Burgers. For some reason, I just can't do it. And a lot of people give me shit for not liking it. I just can't. I can understand why you wouldn't. Yeah. It can, it's probably a little bit grating to you. Yeah. Because like everybody's like real dumb. Yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's part of the problem. The I find it endearing. I really like Kristen Shaw's voice. I do enjoy her voice. Yeah, she's a lot of fun on that show, <laughs> uh, especially when she's doing like the yelling. Yeah, I like Eugene Merman as Eugene. Yep, yep. He's very funny. Uh, I, you know, I, I like f- a lot of the people involved in the yeah, show, but yeah. I just, I, I just can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That and oh, I like American Dad. Oh yeah, I do enjoy American Dad. And typically, whenever a new Batman series comes out, I'll watch that. I need to catch up on my DC animations. I, not not all of them, but like I've missed a lot of like the movies that have been very well received. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen anything animated from DC in a while, so yeah, I should catch up on those. Yeah. Oh, that takes me back to Comic-Con. I remember when right. Batman Year One came out. Ooh. They did a premiere of it at Comic-Con, like mm. a few months before it actually dropped. It's really cool. And that's one of those things that's like not popular enough to be pirated. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, so nobody's going to have like their video cameras out. Yeah. And I mean, people would just wait anyway. Yeah, I feel like... Um I feel like the exclusivity of Comic-Con has lost a lot of its meaning because years ago, you know, YouTube wasn't popping quite like it is now. And, you know, people wouldn't just film everything. You didn't have phones with cameras that are good enough 
So, you know, like it wasn't a thing. It was actually exclusive when stuff premiered back then. Yeah. I mean, now the best you got is the Infinity's Wars trailer. <sighs> yeah. And to be fair, that either came out of D23, the Disney conference, or Comic-Con. And I'm yeah. not sure which. Yeah. Because they, sh- they showed them both at the same, or the same trailers at both. Yeah. I mean, they're like, what, a week apart? Yeah. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> Man. Yeah. Comic-Con used to be real sick. Dr. Conrad Werner asks, what is one thing you have spent money on that you are embarrassed to admit that you spent money on? Basically everything I own. (laughs) All right. Well, yeah, that's a a nice, safe answer. Coward. I mean, I buy a lot of sneakers, dog. I have a shitload of sneakers. I have probably about 30 pairs maybe 35 somewhere around there sneakers. i have a lot of fucking sneakers a lot i have about four pairs of sneakers dog i wish i could live that life <laughs> i wish i have sneakers that i've had since i was like 19 let's say at least at least yours last year because i only have a couple of pairs of sneakers i will just tear through them because for one they a lot of them don't really fit me properly because i have wide feet so it's either get them too long and get them clown shoe status and then that provides wear and tear in a different way or i get them a little tight and then my big ass feet are kind of like stretching them out and that's wearing tear in a different way so mm. i go through shoes pretty quickly part of why i don't have really expensive shoes except for dress shoes my dress shoes say magnifique yeah yep yep as for me what i'm embarrassed about or ashamed of i i have dropped money not a lot but i've dropped money on mobile games like when I, I really should, I really should clarify or quantify that I've spent a total of $50 that was given to me in Google play money. Like someone, Ooh. someone paid me in, in Google payment and I didn't feel like linking a bank account and everything like that to it or like withdrawing it. So I just spent that on dumb mobile games. It took me a while to spend it, but it was only 50 bucks. I know people who have dropped oh, thousands. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not on that level. Fair enough. I've also probably spent too much money on Dota. <sighs> Yikes! Over several years, I put in thousands of hours in it. You know, <laughs> thousands of hours and thousands of dollars. No, not thousands yet. <laughs> not thousands yet. No. So over the next like ten years. Yeah, probably. If I'm still playing it, I think I can justify spending a thousand dollars. When does Dota three come out? Not soon, not soon enough. <laughs> <laughs> Owl Knight asks, what can fighting games do to bring in more players? Should fighting games try to bring in more players at the expense of the core audience? Or should it remain the realm of casual button mashers and autist pros? I think that's just going to be how it is, is that it stays more or less the same. Because... What you're seeing, like with Street Fighter V, with Marvel Infinite, is that the games are being simplified. So it, it closes the gap a little bit between the best and the worst. The better player will still 90% of the time win, but... There's still the, a skill ceiling. Yeah, there, there's a skill ceiling and they're, lo- they're raising the f- skill floor. Yeah. So, that, you know, they're just making it more accessible, which... I don't mind as long as it remains controlled. 
What I find interesting is that Dota is, I think, the most played, one of the most played games in the world, like out of all of them. And that game is hard as fuck to get into. It is the dumbest. You have to spend like 100 hours in the game just to even be decent at it. And yet it's still one of the most played games, largely because it's free. I know that. But I don't know how fighting games could attain that level of reach. And if it does, will it be as a genre or will it be just Street Fighter 6 is what really gets popping? You know, that's the game that has 10 million viewers on Twitch anytime there's an event. I don't really know how that's going to work. I really just don't want them to simplify things really beyond where we're at. I think I think we've hit a kind of nice balance. Yeah, you don't want every game to be dive kick. Oh, well, yeah. That was <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. That, that was, was a good was meme. Good. Yeah, it was it was reductionist humor and in a way that could be kind of how things go. But even then, once they start introducing more characters, it's like, "Oh, game's too complex now." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I have no opinion because I'm not good at fighting games at all. Well, actually, in a way, your opinion is really valuable here because you enjoy fighting games, right? Yeah. You're just not very good at them. Exactly. Will you continue to play fighting games at your not very good level? I mean, the thing is, there are two problems for me. One, I'm super competitive Ah. and I hate getting the pop off. I hate being the recipient of the pop off and it, the time commitment is too great for me to became become good at anything. Yeah. I feel that that's kind of how I am with FPS, like with, with overwatch, like I'm decent, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm gold. Like, okay, whatever. I'm gold. It's not very good, but I'm also like, I, part of me wants to hit that, the, the master rank. Another part of me really doesn't want to put in that time. Yeah. It's, a large time commitment and when i say large i mean even even playing like one or two hours a night to me is too much yeah and that's i mean if you do play one or two hours a night yeah you will become good at the game because you just well you'll be good enough at you'll be good enough yeah to it, actually win some right i mean you'll beat most people you're not gonna get to a high level competitively right because then it's one or two hours a night probably even more of dedicated playing right? yeah. where it's not just, okay, I'm pressing buttons. You know, no, you have to be focused on, okay, this is what I'm going to work on. My neutral isn't good enough. All right, let's work on my neutral, you know? And then you'll also be against people who are not practicing one or two hours a night. They're doing three or three or four. So right. if you move up to three or four, then you're going against people who are going five or six yep. and then you just keep going up. Right. Until you run into people who spend their entire days doing it because they make a lot of fucking money doing it. Yep. And, you know, if if you have that level of commitment and that level of talent, good for you. That is not where I'm at as Owl Knight witnessed himself. I was also drunk and hungover. Okay. Drunk and hungover. That's a hard feat to it achieve. Was drunk for Street Fighter, hungover for Marvel. Oh, okay. Well, touche. <laughs> Shout out to you, Owl Knight. Leo Larkin wants to know, in your opinion, what is the most trash popular anime and what is the most underrated anime? P.S. When you read my name, pretend the J is just space. The J is a space. Got it. Uh, 
I, I couldn't tell you what the most underrated anime is because I don't I don't think my tastes align with whatever's not popping. Yeah. Because most of the time, whenever whenever I'm watching something, it's based on the recommendation from somebody else. And a lot of the time, I won't watch anything that's not action or something. Something has to be going on other than talking in the show. It doesn't need to <laughs> specifically be action. Like if it's a racing anime, I'll watch that. Sure. Or but it's there's got to be some excitement to it. Yeah, yeah. It's some motion on the screen. Otherwise, it's just a fucking visual novel. Yeah. And that's not worth it. Overrated, I would say Attack on Titan for sure. One hundred and ten fucking percent. Yeah, it's either that or Sword Art Online. Sword Art Online is bad. Yeah, and when but yeah, why I say it may not be that is because a lot of people recognize that it's bad, but a lot of people also don't. So just because I don't vibe with like the whole, I'm watching this ironically thing. That's oh stupid. yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I, I don't believe that. Yeah. Uh, if for underrated anime, I don't know. It's really hard to say. Cause I don't really keep up with reviews of anime so my only real way of gauging what's how something's rated is like if it's older and people don't remember it or like they didn't watch it back in the day so i was surprised to see that jungle white Hale and Chigu, that that one wasn't more widely known because among my friends it was but we were all about it then it came come to find out that like you can't really find it much of anywhere. Like you have to actually f- search for it to find like torrents of it. So yeah, that maybe magical shopping arcade Abin Obashi. I really liked that. Yeah, hard to say. I don't know. Yeah, difficult. Very difficult. Yeah. And like, yeah, I I would I wouldn't consider myself a diehard anime fan because yeah, uh, mainly because of how often I say it sucks. But there's. <laughs> I like it, but not enough to be invested enough to say like, this is overrated or this is underrated. Yeah. Really. The only two things that I feel like I'm qualified to talk about in that manner are basketball and music. Yeah. Like yeah. those are, those are really the only two things that I can talk about, like with that kind of breadth or maybe beer. Yeah. 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 I can, I'd be comfortable saying like X or Y is an underrated beer or a style of beer. I feel that. But nothing else, really. I think I know which one you'd go for for most overrated style. Well, yeah, no shit. <laughs> IPAs all day. All day. Can't, oh, yes. can't really beat a nice Belgian double. A nice double is good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway. So um, Samurai Jack, the face ripper, asks, you guys ever fuck with any RTS games like Command and Conquer? Probably dating myself with that one. Dawn of War, StarCraft 2. I mentioned in one of the first episodes that I dug 40K, so your caller from Australia has a friend here in the fold. Warhammer 40K Space Marine wasn't well received, but the original Dawn of War was good with RTS standards and is a good intro into 40K. Plus, it always goes on sale with all the expansions for maybe $12. I got a buddy who's heavy into the Civ series who obsesses over hit. Completely off topic, but if you guys want more fucked up work stories, I got a few. 
Doubt I can top my work jerker one, but there's a few more. Digging the 2020, 20 to 22, by the way, after dropping in on the Patreon. What style of music is the intro and outro? Reminds me of Adult Swim Cuts. I dig it. So as far as RTS games go, no. I would say that Civ is more of a 4X game, right? Uh, yeah, it's not. I mean, it's it's a turn-based strategy. Okay, turn-based. Yeah. Oh, real-time strategy being yeah, okay. like StarCraft. Yeah, no, never yeah. never played any of those. Oh, that's. I find that interesting because I I played a shitload of Brood War when I was in eighth grade, and uh, then after that I played Warcraft three for a bit. Not as heavy as I did Brood War, but that was how I got into Dota. Was I was playing Warcraft three. Friends say, hey, check out this mod. And here we are 11 years later. Nice. I, In retrospect, I did play Warcraft and Warcraft 2 okay. when I was a kid. But that's it. Yeah. I, yeah. Might, I might even have all the Command and Conquers in my Steam library. Oh, word. From Steam sales. Yeah. You know, you buy those bundles and yeah. a bunch of shit comes in them. Yeah, you know, I, I was told about Command and Conquer... I think it's whatever one is after um, Red Alert. But they uh, they stopped taking themselves seriously at all. So, like, one of the units you can have is, like, a mecha schoolgirl thing. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah, of course. Like, you know, yeah. But, it, it like, the, the premise of the game is basically that the Axis powers won World War II. So, Japan is, like, way advanced in different ways. And, uh, yeah, it sounded fun, but I never actually played it. And I could be completely misrepresenting this game right now, but, you know, sue me. Yeah, fair enough. What was that second question? Uh, what style of the music is your 20 to 20 intro slash outro? I have no idea. I have no <laughs> idea, honestly. I made that. That's that's an original cut by me. Yo, damn. Check your boy. And I, I would say maybe down tempo electronic i maybe that there you go it it would be some form of obscure electronic music it's not ambient because it's not like noise enough (laughs) but it's yeah i just call it vaporwave and move on it's not it doesn't sound like (laughs) it's not like um there's not enough reverb on it for it to be vaporwave Uh, yeah. yeah it's i don't know i just that was one of the songs that i was working on a while back and I just, I don't know, used it for something. Well, you got at least one person who says he likes it. Oh, thanks. Yeah. yeah. I, so I've officially got one fan. Time to go on tour. There you go. <laughs> the Samurai Jack Tour 2017. <laughs> oh, yeah. My original voicemail that, that cut out. Basically, what I was, I was talking about, because you guys were talking about going to the bar and how you hate going to the bar or whatever, fuck, whatever. It's too expensive. Um... Basically, I was giving tips on uh, if you go, if you want to increase your bar experience, go during off hours and become a regular. Like make make friends with the bartenders, like talk to the bartenders, uh, like make them laugh, whatever. Hang out with them, just ask some questions, whatever. And that means later on you get free shit. Uh, try it out sometime. Become a regular. All right, peace. That's a good idea. Yeah, it's it's that's real shit right there. Yeah, well, fuck with it. Yeah. Denzel, have you lost your fucking mind? 
This is the worst excuse yet. A, a 10 becomes a 6 magically when they fucking go across the country. Are you out of your mind? Like, frankly, I'm insulted, first of all, because a hot bitch is a hot bitch wherever the fuck you go. And it just doesn't make any sense. How the fuck? Like, even if what you're saying is true, it's like, that should make it fucking easier, you idiot. Because I'm fucking, if I come to San Diego and what you say is true, I'm fucking sixes and I'm happy. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> that's bullshit. Because by your logic, a four, uh, an eight is a four. Like I'm backstroking through fours in San Diego then. <laughs> with, with so that is bullshit. So that just means you mean it's easier for you. I don't. You just full of shit, yo. Just just get your confidence up or something. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with you. But uh, yeah, besides that, um, Chet, what do you think about um, Geese Howard in a uh, in Tekken 7 or Tekken what, 8, whatever the fuck it is. Um, I think it's pretty dope because now, I mean, if you look at it, all of the major fighting game franchises um, when we were coming up are now are now have like some kind of link. Like uh, Dead or Alive has Mai from Fatal Fury, and then if virtual fighter characters are in it, now Geese coming into Tekken connects that, and then Akuma's in Tekken, and Tekken and Street Fighter crossover, whatever. So, so basically, and Yosemite's in uh, Soul Calibur. So, like, all the major fighting games are now, like, you could say they're in the same universe or some bullshit like that. But I mean, it may be kind of corny, but it's kind of dope. I, I want someone to like make a map of that or some shit. But yeah, I want to know what you think about that. All right, peace, guys. Well, I mean, that's what happens when you don't have high standards, Playboy. <laughs> Get at me. <laughs> oh. Catch these fours. Yeah, catch these fours, dog. Ah, Come catch them. But, but real talk, though, like, on the, the San Diego versus everywhere else thing, like, I was in Brooklyn last summer, and I will say in San Diego, what you see the most of here is white girls, Latinas, and Asian women. A few black women every once in a while, but it's, you know, that's the general pool. When I went to New York, it was a much more... It was kind of like more of an even mix, especially because of where I was. And the black women and the Latinas were looking top notch. Mm-hmm. But the mm-hmm. white women and the Asian women, ooh, uh-uh, not having it. <laughs> like all of them were like, especially the white girls were all like real bohemian. Like oh, probably got armpit hair. Yeah, just all natural. And one shit. dread. Yeah, just like uh. no one had any tits. They were all super flat. But then... The Latinas and the black women were looking fly. Okay. So, you know, it's, uh, okay. it kind of goes both ways. But as for geese, I was so fucking hyped when that shit got announced. I, yo, we got, like, the one, one of the things I love about Tekken is that, like, the main three characters, Heihachi, Kazuya, and Jin, are all bad guys. Like, all of them are villains. They started out as pro- protagonists. No, now all of them want to take over the world. And now... You got Akuma, who's just trying to kill everyone, and Geese, the crime lord. Like, all of the people who are, like, the poster boys for this game, all them bad guys. And I think that's fucking badass. But I'm super hype about the implications of it, too. Like, what you were saying with, like, all of the worlds crossing over. I mean, you've even got Ryu and Smash Bros. You got Mega Man and Smash Bros. You've got all the crossover games that Capcom has been doing. You've got the the blaze blue tag cross battle whatever that shit 
that's all happening. Like all the franchises are starting to blur in the most beautiful of ways. And yeah, I just really want to see what what comes of this now. I also really just, just want to play geese in Tekken because I, I just want to counter everyone. Just predictable. <laughs> geese Howard. That's a sick ass name. Yeah. That's a really fucking good name. Geese. Hey guys, it's Leo from Australia. Um, I know you mistook me for Ian last week. Um, oh, shout my out bad. to Ian with his IPAs and 40k question. I fuck with both. Uh, I love them. But uh, I gotta ask you guys. Uh, I know Denzel said he watched Jinro while shit-faced. And I gotta say, that's how I consume anime too. Like, <laughs> fucked out of my mind. That's how I generally watch anime. But, uh, apart from a catch-up on Jinro, I've got to uh, ask, I know you guys had... Uh, mentioned Red Letter Media a couple, uh, maybe once. And, uh, I want to know what your favorite show they do is. I love, um, Wheel of the Worst. That's my favorite Red Letter Media show. I mean, that it's a great channel. They're awesome dudes. And I was just wondering, uh, what your favorite content of theirs is. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, mate. Sorry for mistaking you for Ian. You all look the same to me. I saw the plus six one, and I just assumed there's only one person calling <laughs> from Australia. Right. Might be. Ian, shout outs to you. Leo, shout outs to you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Red Letter Media. I mean, what I usually am most interested in is just half in the bag like just their straight up reviews however wheel of the worst is one of those great things to just throw on and just you just contemplate life upon watching this watching someone review a driving safety movie for old people <laughs> except it's surreptitiously trying to get old people off the road fair enough i, I really fuck with uh their nerd crew podcasting oh that God, they did very I cool i don't very cool i don't know if they're gonna bring it back but that, <laughs> that was so good it was so good the first episode of that just kind of cut a little deep <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like is this us is this is this talk about us right now? oh shit oh it was so good it was so fucking good oh, yeah very cool very cool very cool very cool very cool well thank you for listening to another episode of real nerd hours if you'd like to follow all the shenanigans that we're up to you can like us on facebook facebook.com slash real nerd hours podcast you can follow the subreddit real nerd hours you can follow us on twitter you can follow the show at x real nerd hours you can follow me at bushido brown sd and denzel at that denzel excellent if you want to support the show you can support us on patreon patreon.com slash real nerd hours if you'd like to leave a voicemail 
give us a call at 413-SAVAGE-1. Savage. You can send us an email at askrnh at gmail.com. I think that's about it for tonight. Y'all have a good one. See you next Thursday.